If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC And now a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive And today's forecast expect a steady breeze With a 100% chance of twisting down those country back roads Gleefully on your motorcycle Some will want you, others will want to be you And animals everywhere will yearn for opposable thumbs Just to work that throttle like you do on nature's cruel design. That's your forecast back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day is a beautiful day to ride with 24-7 roadside assistance from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. We are more than just kings and queens. We are at the center of the universe. Well, on that note, we end showbiz here. I'll enjoy you today the small showbiz news and our subsequent bulletins. Good afternoon to you, Aisha. Good afternoon to you, Lady in Red. I'm definitely going to watch the color purple. It looks like something that will be... 2025. 2025? Yeah. Okay, we'll be And the trailer is all... We'll be waiting for that. I will, I am. I'm definitely... We'll be watching the trailer. Of course. (laughs) 
as I wrap up the bulletin this afternoon. My name is Aisha Rhyme. Log on to myjournaline.com. More of the news there, updates of all the developing stories. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. is the first company in Ghana to produce organic chocolates in commercial quantities, ingredients that are organically farmed on a certified organic farm. Nobody's doing this, so there really isn't competition. And then we are also the first doing chocolates with real inclusions. When we say real inclusions, we mean that the various additions like hazelnuts, like almonds, like tiger nuts, uh, mangoes and all these things that others may have seen to have already started are only f- For relief from cough, sore throat, and throat irritation, new honey cough. Class Coho away. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advert is FDA approved. Ghana is in a debt crisis. The country's debt has now crossed half a trillion CDs. Historically, we always hit a roadblock. But we just have to go and get beg our creditors to forgive us. We thought that we could borrow our way through debt. And here we are today, as though we needed another hippie like yesterday. The non-payment resulted in more borrowing and more borrowing. But we carried fiscal indiscipline to sovereign bond markets. We can't be in the capital markets if we don't have a mechanism for repayment. Every time that we have been out of an IMF program, it has been our hope that we will not be in a position to return to the fund. A nation that begs, showing on Joy News, Monday 29th May at 8.30 p.m. and on the Super Morning Show at 8.30 a.m.
welcome. This is the marketplace coming up under fire. Civil society organizations call for the head of board chairman of the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation over oil fields offer made to Petro SA. Mr. Blair has dismissed those calls. Is that basis for his dismissal? We will discuss. We demand the immediate removal of GMPC CEO Opoku Ahwenye Dankwa and the board chairman Freddie W. Blair from their respective positions as they have become a threat to Ghana's interest in the petroleum sector. Also, a list of complaints from customers in the financial sector in 2022 will share a new report uh, from the Bank of Ghana. Plus, there's a push for roaming tariffs to be standardized as part of telecom reforms in West Africa. We'll be hearing from an ECOWAS MP, Emmanuel Bedra. Do stay with us for details. Board Chairman of the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation is under fire from some 29 civil society organizations who are demanding his immediate removal. It follows allegations that Mr. Blay, Freddie Blay, was offering interest in Ghana's oil fields to a South African oil company, uh, Petroleum Oil and Gas Corporation of South Africa, Petro SA. The GMPC Board Chairman is said to have written to Petro SA offering it an equal split in the interest held by GMPC subsidiary Jubilee Oil Holdings Limited. Energy Minister Matthew Pukupempe has said the move is not in the interest of Ghana as the nation will lose revenue. He has asked Mr. Blade to withdraw the offer immediately. We have analysis in a bit. First though, this report. The GMPC board chairman Freddie Blaze said to have written to Petro SA, offering it an equal split in the interest held by GMPC subsidiary Jubilee Oil Holdings Limited. Energy Minister Dr. Matthew Poku Prempe insists this move is not in the interest of Ghana as the nation will lose revenue. He is therefore asking Mr. Blade to withdraw the offer immediately. He points out that the stakes were acquired by the government of Ghana with state funds and that the South African government had already been informed that Ghana would not approve any preemption of the stakes. 29 civil society organizations including ASEP, Imani and IDEC are unhappy about the development. They want the GMPC board chairman and CEO sacked. We demand the immediate removal of GMPC CEO Opoku Ahwenye Dankwa and the board chairman Freddie W. Blake from their respective positions as they have become a threat to Ghana's interest in the petroleum sector. Six, additionally, we demand the immediate transfer of JOHL and all its assets from Cayman Island and other jurisdictions to GMPC. Seven, we demand immediate disclosure of the ACA plan of product, uh, uh, development from the Petroleum Commission and the government. To conclude, we firmly believe that a country micromanaged by the IMF cannot be seen to engage in fiscal recklessness that undermines its recovery. They also alleged Acre Energy is attempting to sell a floating production system it acquired for $35 million to government for $1.7 billion. Even though Acre has sold their interest in Ghana, 
They are scheming to stay on the Peckham development through surrogates and Ghanaian collaborators across segments of our society to amass ridiculous benefits from the Peckham field development. Akin Energy purchased an FPSO for $35 million. In their plan of development submitted to the government, Akin's previous owners intended to build Ghana $1.7 billion for the FPSO. We admit that the Energy Ministry has raised a preliminary objection to the cost of the FPSO, but there is no proposal on how much the Ministry considers fair value for the FPSO. Well, joining us, um, energy strategist Dr. Yusuf Suleimana to discuss uh, this unfolding story. Good afternoon to you. Do the CSOs have basis to call for the removal of the GMPC board chairman? Yeah, good afternoon to you, Darren, and good afternoon to your channel and Danny Nakor, the group. Yeah, um, indeed, um, if you notice um, what our offspring has been through um, at this moment in time, you can only say that uh, the CSOs, I think they have they have a basis on, on their call. Why am I saying that? No, if you look at the upstream, uh, our upstream, especially championed by our NOC, that is GMPC, they have been in several controversies over the years. And so it's, it's, it's not surprising uh, that at this moment in time, what the GMPC was set to do or set up to do as its core business, to explore and produce oil, we haven't been able to do that. Uh, because the distractions are simply too much, you know, from the political actors of the day. If individuals become so powerful beyond the structures of, you know, organizations, this is what happened. And so, Dara, uh, where are we now? GMPC have been in existence, I mean, and then the plan was for it to become a standalone operator at this moment in time. Being a standalone operator means that strategically you have to be able to amass your interests in terms of your shares within the fields. So if at this moment in time, we are rather dissipating our shares, it means that all this strategically coming from the upstream point of view, we are drifting away from gravitating to become a standalone operator. And rather, if in, your, in this business of upstream, if you don't become a standalone operator, or if you don't have the majority shares, you are going to be dictate, they're going to dictate for you. I mean, the, the best benefit or the maximum benefit or the optimum benefit you can recoup from the industry is when you have maximum share. So I think I don't think there's any basis whatsoever at this moment in time, you know, to think about diversifying or selling some of our shares. And if you look at the oil market at this moment in time, it's booming. I mean, oil price above 70s. So this is even the time to uh, look at if you have the shares, try to take advantage, maximize it, and see how you can commercialize it, but not to dissipate it. So um, um, uh, with this, uh, the aggregate of all these factors, I think, you know, gives a lot of credence to what, uh, you know, the CSOs are calling. And I think I congratulate them, whoever being the whistleblower, to, to have brought this up uh, out to the public space for us to interrogate it. I think the person has done creditable well. And so, yes, as to whether, I mean, he needs to step down or not, it's the president's decision. But I think the move is, is, is serious in the wrong direction, uh, looking at the fact that we need to be able to maximize. I've always called for GMPC to increase their shares in whatever field that we are. Uh, that I look at the quantum of benefits that we are getting from our oil revenue. And yet, our shares, if you know our shares that we have in the oil, I mean, our oil field, it's meager. It's nothing to write home about. We don't have any single, well, I mean, any single field among the three fields that Ghana has a share of more than 25%. We don't have. And so this is a time 
that we should have been increasing our share, but not to dissipate it. So I think the CSS is called, you know, there's substance to that. And the government and the president of the day has to look into it. But the good thing is, I think um, it was almost like a unilateral decision, if, I'm, if I see it that way, uh, because for the fact that the energy minister is distancing himself, you know, from such a decision, um, is something that we want to watch out to see what how the president reacts or acts. Uh, with respect to development, but I think it's not a positive development. Yeah, and I agree. It's pretty remarkable that the energy minister is distancing himself from this. But uh, Mr. Blay has dismissed a, a cause for him to uh, resign. Um, and based on explanation, well, what, what we're hearing is that this is at the discussion stage. No deal has been reached. The GMPC has a right to negotiate. Uh, and then the energy ministry can approve... Uh, whatever offer it is based on discussions had, doesn't the GMPC have the right to do so? Yeah, so we can use uh, a company, a portion of company structures to champion uh, uh, our supposed latent individual interests. Um, uh, we have to be very clear here from the, what I mentioned. See, um, I, I listened to the, to the, you know, uh, you know, to the release by uh, Freddie Blay, and what I understand is I thought they were going to offer something strategic, why they are taking that decision. It is nothing strategic. It's a side decision like that. It should be strategic. What would be Ghana benefit with respect to this? None. We haven't seen anything. So, see, if before this deal comes to the table, you have to be able to sell out your strategic reason why you are going to take such a decision. You know, you don't wait for the decision to come and people will ask, and then we don't have any concrete reason. So, whatever reason it is, I think, if they can come out and tell us, but where I see as an absolute player, that are, at this moment in time, I, I, I will find it difficult to see who can justify, you know, to dissipate or to dilute your shares within the upstream. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.
escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That, that are cogent, you know, that can, that can counterbalance, you know, the fact that, I mean, we're going to benefit from it. But from where I sit, I struggle to see uh, what proportionate reason can counterbalance the potential negative impact, you know, that Ghana is going to have if you go for this deal. Dara. Yeah, the energy minister is quoted as saying that uh, this uh, offer, if you put through, would have cost the nation um, a loss in revenue. And I'm sure this also bothers issues of transparency, doesn't it? How can we make such transactions more transparent? Yeah, so that's a very good thing. And that is what, what has been the pain of the issues within our AFTIM or our industry in general. You know, this is a huge industry with capital is so huge. And so transparency is key. Whatever decision that you're going to do, um, you have to be able to explain with cogent terms why you are taking that decision. So in this case, I think transparency has eluded us. Uh, there's no undoubtedly. Uh, because, you know, uh, such a decision, it looks like the, the, the minister of the day, the minister, of, the minister in charge of the sector, is not even preview, you know, to the, whole, to the whole idea about the deal. So that calls for that transparency element of it. We are not saying a, a potential could not be a good one. It could be, but I struggle to see how good it's going to be from where I see. However, even when you have intention of doing that, for transparency's sake and for the sake of this, for the huge stake within the industry, you need to come out clearly and then explain your reasons why you do, your reasons why you're going to champion that, or your reasons why you're going to, uh, you know, embark on such a wild journey. But none of, nothing of that, you know, has been put forward. And so, yes, uh, you're right, uh, transparency is key. And if there's no transparency, I think it will bring a lot of, you know, uncertainties and like what is happening now. These are uncertainties, and I think that is not just good at all for our upstream portfolio. Okay, a quick one while we have you. We just have about a minute on this. Uh, Nigeria on Monday commissioned the Dangote refinery uh, amid hopes of transforming the country into a net exporter of uh, petroleum products. Your thoughts about uh, this happening in Nigeria? Uh, that, is, that is huge, and I congratulate uh, the Nigerian government, first of all, because such huge investment, I mean, you know, political support is very key. And especially Nigeria, if you look at where Nigeria came from, Ghana is just learning from Nigeria. Nigeria has shut down, had previously shut down all their refineries, and they, are, they were importing finished products. And I think that will guarantee them any strategic advantage. Um, if Nigeria should go in this journey, where probably they're going to invest about 90 billion, a business person investing 90 billion to bring that a refinery, that is very huge. And I think the rest of African continents should take the cue from that to understand that to have you know to have control over your energy needs is key to your strategic advantage or is key to your energy security. And I think Nigeria has that has just done that. And I think it is high time Ghana okay. and other West African countries take a cue and to revive all, also their refineries and even think about building more refineries. Because uh if it or not uh, Africa consume a lot of finished products and if you have strategic advantage to be able to take advantage, I mean, to be able to have outlet, you can solve this finished product, but instead of importing it, I think it's going to be excellent. And finally, that I want to say that it's going to be a significant boost to, after, to, to the after movement, I mean, to the after, uh, you know, conduit, 
you know, so in a, in, a, in a sense that if this refinery should come to play and African countries, even those without refineries, are able to take advantage of taking the product from Nigeria, political is going to triumph African countries. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Isis Suleiman. I appreciate your insights into developments in the oil and gas industry. While commercial banks received the highest number of complaints from customers in the financial sector in 2022, this was captured in the latest complaints management report released by the Bank of Ghana. Yes, Out of the 983 complaints that the Market Conduct Office of the Bank of Ghana received last year, majority of them came from banking customers. But the Bank of Ghana was, however, quick to add that almost 90% of these complaints were resolved. Most of them came from customers who had issues about how their loans were handled by their banks. Deductions of these loans, as well as issues about fraud relating to their deposits and other financial transactions. Two, out of the 23 banks in the country, they didn't have any complaints lodged against them. The 983 complaints represented a 15% jump over what was recorded in 2021. But the central bank believes the increase in the number of complaints can be linked to the general public awareness about these developments and the ability of the regulator to deal with these issues that have been reported on time. On Zoom with us, banking consultant Christian Teshijan. Good afternoon to you. So, uh, why are we seeing increasing cases of complaints from uh, bank customers? Uh, does this suggest banks have not put in place adequate response measures? Um, good afternoon, Daryl. Um, I think now the banks have rather provided more adequate channels for some of these complaints and their um, resolutions. Um, I'm actually aware of um, a lot of the banks having established their service excellence departments with a core mandate to offer um, excellent service across their, their branches and then departments. And um, the customer complaints and their timely resolution are also um, part, part of their duties. But what I would say is that with the advent of uh, technology and then access to information, uh, people are getting more information on service delivery and um, of their rights. So um, what were considered normal, like long queues in the banking halls and then system downtimes um, at first, is now viewed as... Um, an abomination where the customer feels um, the, the, the bank has got the responsibility or it is the responsibility of the bank to give them 100% uptime or uninterrupted um, service. And so, um, so far as uh, we are concerned, this is not something new. People are rather getting to know their rights, what they have to do, and the fact that Bank of Ghana has provided a chance through which once there is any, any issue like this, yes, Bank of Ghana can come in and then um, uh, they are able to get resolution. So, so I would say things are reported more now instead of uh, what was happening actually at first. I'm just wondering, how seriously do banks take this kind of feedback? Yes, um, absolutely, seriously, because um, you see, the, the business of banking is all about the customer base. So it's the customers who are giving you the business. So in terms of service delivery, you are unable to give um, the customer. Now, a lot of Ghanaians are actually uh, multi-bank. So if your bank A fails to live up to expectation in terms of um, um, banking business to your customer, what you realize is that they will just switch. And if you are a bank and you have a lot of your customers switching, it means you are having decline um, in your business. And decline in business consequently actually leads to uh, low profitability. And no bank really wants to um, have, have that in their book. So definitely it's, it's, it's of serious um, concern to them. Yeah, because uh, my next question was going to be how this uh, could impact 
uh, on the banking sector, this increasing customer dissatisfaction with services? Yes, absolutely. So in the long run, if, if you, you continue to lose customers to competitors, um, your, your wallet will obviously shrink. And once your wallet is shrinked, um, it means you are losing out on business. And at the end of the day, you wouldn't make enough money um, that can pay your, your staff, that can um, let you also pay uh, returns on investments to your, your shareholders. So it has a very huge impact. Um, banks really don't want to be in that position. So as much as possible, they try to provide um, um, solutions to some of these um, challenges that are that, that raised here. And from the perspective of the regulator, do you think uh, they have put in enough measures to check uh, or ensure that banks respond to some of these complaints that they are doing the right yes. thing? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because um, they're providing the channel where if you are not getting resolution from the bank, you can even reach out to them. It's a step in the right direction. Um, but I think they can also enhance it. Um, for example, to get the banks to actually include that in their in their um, prudential returns that they, they do send to them. So the banks will, for example, hold a tracker um, where a template is given and then all of these complaints are actually uh, put on that tracker. So um, so far as they do that reports to Bank of Ghana, Bank of Ghana gets to know how long each complaint has actually been on that tracker and it will, it will help them to expedite on action if, if they have to provide um, the, the, the solution to them because they, they, they don't want to get to the situation where uh, they'll be getting regulatory sanctions uh, here and there. So I think once Bank of Ghana actually enhances it that way, it's, it's going to be um, very useful for the industry and it's going to also minimize some of these complaints that we have because right. it will be very proactive to address those, those issues. Uh, 30 seconds, quick advice for our viewers who, because I'm reading that most of the bank customers change their complaints through emails, what's the most effective way of getting your issues addressed? Yes, um, we, have, we have issues with the with with telcos sometimes. Um, the lines sometimes might be just about one or two. So you keep calling and you'll be on the line for a very long time not getting any resolution. Because of tech savviness, now people have got their emails, they've got their phones. So at a click of a button, instead of dialing, they can just scribble something and then push it through uh, their emails to these to these banks. And then it's more effective because there are a whole number of people who are tracking those emails that's coming. And now they're also making use of um, the social media platforms. I mean, uh, there's, there's a whole channel that is open. So far as you lodge it there, because of the impact that they know, if they fail to address those issues, they can have on their reputation. As soon as possible, they address it, and then uh, the customer actually becomes happy. All right. Christian Titichan, a banking consultant, I appreciate your time. A member of the Equus Parliament, Emmanuel Bejoa, is calling for a common telecom tariff regime for the West Africa sub-region. Equus citizens have often complained about high roaming charges. Now, speaking to join us is Blazer Suga at the 2023 Ordinary Meeting of the Fifth Parliament of Equus in Abuja, Nigeria. Mr. Bejoa also called for an enhanced framework to boost integration in West Africa. The recent, my recent tour, when I was holding my town hall meeting, and I spoke about ECOWAS. One of the things that, uh, I, that kept into the question that kept coming to me has to do with the free movement of people and goods. You know, my community and my constituency borders with Togo, share border with Togo, and so people are being harassed every now and then. And so the questions kept coming to me: What are you doing at the ECOWAS Parliament about the? Um, 
movement of people, goods, and, and, and services. And I have to tell them that, yes, ECOWAS, ECOWAS Parliament has been in existence for the past 20 years, but we have not yet fully reached the state where we become a full parliament. We don't have the powers of a full parliament because we are not elected into a, we are delegates. And so we are moving from a situation where we we move from being a delegate to become a full elected members of a, just as we have in European Parliament or East African Parliament. If you are elected then you have the full powers of of a of, of a parliament where you can make a legislation and that legislation will be binding on the the community or, or the national parliament. It's affecting business. Yeah, indeed, it is affecting business. It has affected a lot of business and it's still affecting business. I can give a typical example. When Nigeria closed its borders uh, some time ago, goods you know that's supposed to be transported from you know from Nigeria through Benin to go to now, did not come because the borders were closed. And so if we, if we belong to the same community uh, and we have the same convention, the same ideology, the same understanding, I don't see why we should, our goods and services should not be closed. Another You're watching the marketplace. Moving on to uh, Let's Talk Tech. Uh, We're going to be discussing increasing calls for artificial intelligence to be regulated. Joining me is uh, Joy Business Tech Analyst. Isaac Atase, good afternoon to you, Isaac. So where are you uh, on this when it comes to regulating AI? So, um, good afternoon, Daniel. Good to be on Marketplace this afternoon. So, um, this call came from the CEO of um, popular chat box, ChatGPT. And um, he testified before the U.S. Judiciary Committee sometime last week, and he made the call or AI to be regulated. Now, among some of his reasons cited is the safety and the growth of AI. So he says that now, because of the rate of growth, it appears it, it's getting to that uncontrollable level and that um, it will be important for regulation to come in at this time to be able to control um, the growth and the things that AI can be able to do. Now, it will interest you to know that the, 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 the meeting or the hearing was opened by a voice of one of the senators, Richard Blumenthal, which was actually cloned by an AI. So AI sort of wow. emulated his voice, or sort of copied or cloned his voice, and then gave a speech, which was actually his voice, or sounded just like him. However, he is the one that made that speech. It wasn't his voice, neither was it his script. So first of all, ChatGPT scripted it, and then another tool was used in voicing it. Now, this, you know, became like a talking point of the hearing because then he never said that. However, his voice was played and they had a video to back it. And so issues of safety and, um, you know, some regulation came up and it, this was what ensued last day during the hearing. And, and well, I, I was going to ask you next what the dangers would be if uh, AI is not regulated. But just as you point out, that hearing opened with an AI, uh, should I say pretending to be uh, one of those um, senators before the floor of the, of the U.S. Senate. Well, I also want to find out what the potential impact is going to be if AI is not regulated and what 
would that entail when it comes to regulation? What, what, what would it entail in terms of what you can do and what you cannot do? Well, um, like I mentioned earlier on, that's one of the dangers of AI, being able to own voices and do things without necessarily the authorization of the original or the um, author, if I have to put it that way. Now, this is one of the dangers, and we all know what this can do in this current day and age. So, for instance, if we take the Russia-Ukraine war, for instance, the voice of Putin or the voice of um, the Ukrainian president can easily be cloned with a certain statement, and this could erupt into something else. So, this is one of the dangers AI poses. Again, job losses. Now, it's been the talk of town, and we all know what AI can do. You and I have tried this in the office, trying to use, you know, one of the chat boxes right. in creating some some text um, and some script. And very soon, it's being said that AI will replace certain jobs, especially jobs that okay. involves analytics, that jobs, uh, involves repetitive routines. So if you have a job or you're a job where every day, every time you do a certain particular routine, possible that these AI tools All right. can replicate this routine and so over time it gets to learn and will be able to. So these are some of the dangers that Thank AI Thank you so much, um, Isaac, our tech analyst there. More news on our website, myjournaline.com forward slash business. Thanks for watching the marketplace. fashion brands look to the future after the death of their namesakes. A bucket